Can we have uh, AC on a little bit? Is it off or on? A little stuffy here, so. How about that side? That's okay? You guys okay? Is it only me? Okay. <laughs> no, this is not that thick, as you may know. You can see uh, see through. Yeah. So. Anyway, thank you, choir. Beautiful song. Because it is so relevant, we have uh, Diana, Julia, Grace, part of South Africa Mission Team. They go to different church, but uh, you know, daughters are here today. It is like a sending away our team. Can you guys sing one more time on July 31st? That is the official sending away. <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll be nice. I mean, it's so beautiful. Thank you for your anthem. Always, always so beautiful. Thank you. Um, I would like to talk about uh, life in general. Scripture reading, yes. <laughs> Thank you. In harmony, that was harmony. <laughs> Scripture reading. <laughs> Scripture reading taken from John, chapter first, first chapter, thirty-five to forty-two. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, "Look, here is the Lamb of God!" The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they re remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to talk about life in general and also life of disciples, discipleship, okay? Those two are related. What kind of life? What kind of life is meaningful life, desirable life? But at the same time, as a, as a Christian, we are following Jesus, and discipleship and life, it is connected. It, is, it can't be separate. Uh, it is all related to each other. So I'm going to talk about that today. What kind of life is meaningful life? Maybe a life with a purpose. If you have a goal for your life, and if you have worked so hard towards that goal, can we call that life meaningful life and wonderful life? I think so. Such life is better than having no goal at all, but my question is, it doesn't matter what kind of goal you have for your life? What kind of goal do you have for your life? If our goal for life is nothing but money, 
Can we call that life meaningful and desirable? It would be too pathetic to measure the worth of one's life, the precious life, by how much money he or she has made. Not only that, in terms of life goal, I've seen many people whose life's goal was set by others, set by others' expectations, not by their own seeking. For example, we follow the goals set by our parents or our close friends, not by our own searching and own discovery. In order to reach that goal, even though that is set by others, we would work hard and all that, but in, in the end, we would realize that we have lived someone else's life. What is meaningful life to you? When we look at the two disciples of John the Baptist in today's text, we will say they had a clear sense of their life's goal. What was their life goal? Their life's goal was to meet the Messiah and be part of the new world the Messiah will bring about. When John the Baptist saw Jesus was passing by, he said, Look, here's the Lamb of God. The title Lamb of God is for Jesus as Messiah, who will offer himself as a perfect sacrifice in obedience to his divine Father. So Lamb of God is a title, signifies Jesus as Messiah. As soon as the two disciples heard him saying that, they followed Jesus. Today's scripture is short, but the questions and answers are a little strange. So let's go through that. As soon as the two disciples heard him saying that, they followed Jesus. What we can see from this is that the two disciples of John the Baptist had a clear sense of what they wanted to follow in their life. That is, to follow the Messiah. Once they found the Messiah without hesitance, they left John the Baptist and followed Jesus. When Jesus saw them following him, he asked this question. What are you looking for? Don't you find Jesus' question a bit strange? Jesus didn't say, welcome, welcome to me, or where have you been? He didn't say that. Jesus asked, what are you looking for? Can't he see that they are following him already? But when I looked into the original meaning of the word look, I realized that the reason why Jesus asked that question. The original meaning of the word look has deeper meaning, such as to seek and to desire. Uh Uh-huh. Jesus was not merely asking, what do you want from me? But asking for their purpose. In other words, Jesus was asking them, what is your reason? What is your purpose of following me? Then the two said to Jesus, Rabbi, where are you staying? So strange, right? It's not logical. Wow, so hard to understand these 
conversations. So again, I had to look into the original meaning of the word stay. And I realized the two did not ask for the physical address of Jesus, per se, but wanted to know where Jesus was so that they could be with him. The word stay in original language is called meno, means Yes, to stay, and to, to stay and to dwell, but it has deeper meanings like the presence of Jesus or the life itself of Jesus. So what they wanted to say to Jesus was, I want to know where you are so that I want to be with you and I want to learn from you. That's already there in their question. In other words, they are saying, Jesus, you are the sole purpose of my life. When Jesus knew about their desire to truly follow him, he said to this to them, come and see. Come and stay with me and see for yourself and feel for yourself and understand for yourself and live authentic life for yourself. Henry Nouwen also talks about the discipleship in this way. Following Jesus means to give our own unique form, our own unique incarnation to God's love. To follow Jesus means to live our lives as authentically as he lived his. It means to give away our ego and follow the God of love as Jesus shows us how to do it. So come and see is Jesus' invitation to those who want to follow Jesus and live their life authentically. Authentically. If you want to live your life authentically, we need to find Jesus. We need to find Jesus. Jesus is saying, if your goal is to follow me, come to me and learn from me. We find a similar invitation in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus will not, just meeting Jesus, finding Jesus will not guarantee zero pain, zero troubles in our lives. But we, there's something we can learn from him as he lived his life authentically. We will adopt that. We will learn that. And it will become our attitude towards our life. Jesus would never force anybody to follow him. He would never do that. But simple invitation to follow him. If we want to truly follow Jesus' invitation of come and see, there must be a movement, spiritual movement, psychological movement, or physical movement from one point to the other. Such movement has many implications. Leaving one's world and entering into another world. 
leaving the world I know and entering into the world I do not know. Leaving behind the past and moving into the future. Leaving behind the failures and regrets and entering into a new future with new hope. Historian Arnold Toynbee uses the terms detachment and transfiguration to describe the same process. Just like last Sunday's message, we need to go into wilderness to be changed and to be renewed. Furthermore, the movement is leaving me, myself, behind and coming to Jesus. When we say, I come to Jesus and I want to follow Jesus, I live only for myself, we haven't truly followed through the invitation of come and see. Without departure, there will be no arrival. In this sense, life of discipleship is constantly leaving myself behind and constantly arriving at Jesus. Once we have come to Jesus, then we can see for ourselves, experience for ourselves. Jesus was totally different than John the Baptist. Jesus did not shout like John the Baptist. John the Baptist used to say, Repent, repent, you brood of vipers. Jesus did not provide fixed answers to those who followed him. Jesus lived with them and showed how to live life authentically. And that's why Jesus said simply, Come and see. Only when we follow Jesus and only when Jesus is our sole purpose for life, we'll be able to live our life authentically. One can find oneself only in Jesus. And that's one meaningful life. I was born and raised in a Christian family. However, I used to be a Sunday believer. I did not take seriously about my faith as I grew up. However, I never denied the existence of God, since God should be somewhere out there. But God, that God was a conceptual God, an unmovable and untouchable God. I was just a churchgoer on Sundays. When I went to university in Korea, the same pattern continued. But when I was in the third year, joining this officer cadet program, I met a friend who was such a devoted Christian. I did not want to reveal my identity as Christian to him. Kind of, I would feel really embarrassed. Back then, I had this wrong understanding of being a Christian. Anyways, he discovered that I was Christian and he kept inviting me to this Christian meeting at campus. He was so persistent but not aggressive that I finally decided to drop by at this campus Christian meeting one night. That very night, when I attended that student meeting, people there welcomed me and treat me, treated me like a prodigal son. The friend who invited me 
and cared for me while I was in university. His name is Song Hyun Cho, and I will not forget, forget him in my life. Since I came to Canada, as soon as I was discharged from the military service, I heard this tragic news about him a few years later. He lost his life during the helicopter training in the army. Helicopter went down and he died from that accident. It was March 17, 1992. He was married back to that time and his wife was pregnant. The boy who was born in the same year now turned 24 years old. I totally forgot about, forgot about him and his death altogether while living this busy immigrant life. But when, when I decided to study in the seminary in 1999, I don't know, all of a sudden, his memory came back to me. Hey, Sujin, just come and see. Only once is enough. His voice is still ringing in my heart. What is meaningful life? Upon hearing the invitation of Jesus, come and see. If we actually walk towards Jesus every day and live authentic life as Jesus did, I think this is meaningful life. I'm not saying that everybody should be a minister or someone else, but living authentic life is only possible when Jesus becomes our life's goal and walk towards him, walk, walk with him day by day. No matter what kind of job or profession we may have, but, but we can live our life authentically when Jesus is our goal and when we walk with him daily. Henry Nouwen talks about the same thing here. Following Jesus does not mean imitating Jesus, copying his way of doing things. If we imitate someone, we are not developing an intimate relationship with that person. Because sometimes, so often, we follow into this kind of uh, misunderstanding. Just copying, trying to copy, not trying to live my life authentically. My friends, those who follow Jesus' invitation will experience amazing things in life. What happened to Andrew, who was one of the two disciples who followed Jesus? Andrew said to his brother Peter that we have found the Messiah. He discovered, he met his own Messiah. And Andrew brought Peter to Jesus. Today's scripture didn't say it, doesn't say it, but he must have said, come and see just once. We can see that those who found Jesus will introduce Jesus to others. When we are arriving at Jesus, we will realize that God is not just for me. We cannot possess God. God who is much, much bigger than me, and we want to share that God with others. 
that is spiritual flow of the people who met Jesus and Jesus as their life's goal and all that. And what did Jesus say to Peter in today's text? Jesus said to Peter, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas. Cepha is Peter in Greek. There's a similar story in Matthew. Jesus said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Because of Andrew's seeking and desire to be with Jesus, Peter was invited to Jesus, and Peter received great blessings from Jesus. This year, we are sending a team to South Africa in August. We have three weeks to go. The purpose of this short-term mission is the same. Our purpose for the mission is not exercising any power or authority over the vulnerable people of South Africa, but witnessing the love of God to the people of South Africa. They don't have this hope, sense of hope. That's why they're always talking about the past stories. We want to witness to them that Jesus is our hope. We will invite them with the same attitude. Come and see and let them meet with Jesus and walk with Jesus and have their life, authentic life with Jesus. When we truthfully share our testimonies and witness Jesus whom we met, I believe the Holy Spirit will touch their hearts and heal their hearts. I reminded our team members constantly that being who you are in front of God is way, way important than what you can do or what you can say. It doesn't really matter how much you can say or do, but who you are before God is a must and more and more important. And this is what it means not to copy Jesus, but to live authentically and to give our own unique incarnation to God's love. When we can say to others, come and see, there will be true blessing and we are living meaningful life. We are living not just for me, but for others, and that's one true meaningful life. Simple but enough phrase, come and see. When people listen to us, listen to this simple 
invitation and follow Jesus, we will never know what kind of things will happen to them. God is much, much greater than we think. My friends, how are you? How, where is your life heading to? I hope that all of us can begin this journey to Jesus and be able to say, come and see to the people around us. When we say earnestly, come and see to others, I pray that may God touch their hearts and lead them to the Lord. Such life is blessed life, a meaningful life. What more can we ask for? We have six months left this year. Before it is all gone, let's try one thing together, just one thing. Let us invite just one person this year to the church by saying, come and see. Let us pray for that person and simply seek for that moment to say and witness, come and see. This year's slogan is press on to know God. I love that expression of pressing on. Pressing on to do something should not be extravagant. Pressing on to do something is to do just one thing more, simple thing more. That is to invite a person by saying, come and see. When we truly seek Jesus as our goal, we'll be changed and we'll be renewed. And we can share Jesus' love with others by saying, come and see. That life is meaningful life and wonderful life. I would like to invite praise team. And sing together, there's none like you. And while we are singing, think about this. What is your goal for this life? How can we live this life authentically? Only through Jesus we'll be able to live that. So focus our lives on Jesus and give ourselves to Jesus. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. There is none like you. One more time. There is none. I could search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. Your mercy flows like a river of 
Jesus into your heart. Let it be your sole purpose to follow Jesus so that your life will be changed. You will be used by God as conduit, the channel of His blessings. Let us give this time to Lord as we pray to Lord. Let us pray. Search for. 